Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I am your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. Happy post-Mother's Day to all the mothers, um, grandmothers, aunties, godmothers, those who had to step in and help raise children um, that weren't their own, um, adoptive mothers, stepmothers. Um, I hope you all had a beautiful Mother's Day, and if Mother's Day was a sad day for you, I hope God will continue to give you comfort and peace as you continue to grieve, because grieving is not a one-time thing, it's not a one-moment thing, it is a day-to-day emotion and feeling and state of mind that you may be in, and sometimes it may be um, a very... um, sad grieving process and sometimes it may be a a celebratory grieving process but all in all may God continue to be with you so today um I want to talk about some things that's been on my mind for quite a while I've been putting it off but um I need to talk about them because I think that some may be going through the same thing that I'm going through especially now at this time of my life at being 38 Having had experienced so many different uh, things in my life and people in and out of my life, um, I've gone through these things. So I want to talk about um, the assumptions of friendships. So the assumptions of friendships. I've had many friendships throughout my life. Of course, you know, you go through um, your childhood friendships, you go through... um, your school and classmate friendships and high school and college and your work friendships and your neighborhood friendships. Um, And then you have those lasting friendships that last forever since childhood. And then you have those friendships that may have just started um, based on whatever's going on right now in your life, based on the economy, based on the situation. We may have forged friendships with people because we're going through the same thing that, that, um, everyone else is going through so we kind of bond in a way but in my instance I have I have um I I have two types of friendships well I have three types of friendships right now in my life I have childhood friendships that lasted for a long time since elementary and middle school um I talk to some of them every once in a while and we may get together to hang out maybe on birthdays or when our kids who are around the same age have birthday parties or some type of event. I have college friends who I really didn't go to college with them <laughs> because I didn't go to their college. My my best friend, my childhood best friend went to their college and I was just there to party. <laughs> and so I was there and it seemed like I was um, their college friend, I guess you could say. But we became friends in that environment and I still reach out to them and they still reach out to me every once in a while um but it's not it's not a friendship that where you know you talk to that person every day um and then you may have uh work friendships I forged some work friendships where um you know you're around those people a lot of your day eight to ten hour a day 12 hour days and you um and if they show themselves friendly and you show yourself friendly then you you know you forge friendships in that way and so I've had those too and and those can be kind of fleeting because once you leave sometimes that friendship may not transfer as far as like if you leave that that work environment and sometimes it does but right now in my life I do not have and this is sad it's sad but it's okay I do not have, um, oh, I forgot about church friendships. You have church friendships. <laughs> you forge church, church friendships. Um, excuse me, my phone fell. You you forge church friendships, and um, I have that. I have church friendships where I was in a small group, and I still we still reach out to each other every once in a while. But it wasn't anything that really stuck, um, I guess you can say. And so right now I do not have anyone in my life who is my constant friend outside of Jesus (laughs) but not to be too churchy but um I don't have anyone that I talk to on a regular basis and that has been something that I have been longing for for quite a while um 
That's why I want to talk about the assumption of friendships because I'm going through this transition of accepting that a friendship that I once wanted to have so badly, I'm not going to have it the way I wanted to have it. And, and as far as like, it's not, it's not going to be the way it used to be. And I'm speaking of like, I have a childhood best friend um, and we've been in each other's lives since the third and fourth grade and it's been off and on as far as like if if I move I, I moved out of the city so I wasn't going to the same school as her for a while and then but we still remain friends for a long time through um school through college through marriages through um our children being born through ups and downs through deaths in the family through um me being you know, like right now, she's helping me a, a great deal with, um, I'm staying with her right now, um, until I get, get my new place. And so we've always had each other's back, but, but throughout those years, like, especially throughout our later adult years, um, it got kind of gray and, um, it's not what it used to be. And when that happens and you tend to form friendships with other people around you. And um, the friendship that you once had with each other is no longer a priority to, to work on, I guess you can say. So it becomes this thing where you're friends out of loyalty, but you're not friends out of a desire, if that makes any sense. It's like you don't desire to hang out with them um, not because you don't like them. It's just that your lives have changed. You, you no longer like the same things. You no longer are interested in the, the same things. Um, you have a very genuine love for each other. You care deeply for each other. You want the best for each other. But just you just gone in separate ways. And I think that that not only happens in friendships. It can happen in families. It can happen in marriages. <clears throat> where you tend to grow apart. Um... But if you want it, but if I know that I've said this before, if a relationship is desired, um, then work, then working on it is a priority. But if it's not desired, then it becomes tolerated. And that leads to a very unsuccessful relationship. And it also works in friendships as well. As far as um, a a tolerated friendship, a a tolerated friendship is is like living in a house with your spouse and y'all just passing each other no one's really talk no one's really having in-depth conversations everything is on the surface hi how are you doing how was your day and then that's it and it can become the the air between you two can become very tense it can become um it can just become very uncomfortable And I have been, I guess in a way, grieving, um, the downfall of this, of this friendship in a way where I'm not going to have what I thought I was going to have. So that's why I want to talk about the assumptions of friendship. So my assumption was, so we, we had, we had a couple of bumps in a row later on as adults and we tried to come back together as far as to, to, um, become deeper in our in our friendship as best friends. Um, like I said, we have we 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 have a lot of history together. And um, when I fell on hard times, and I was holding it back for a long time because I didn't want anybody to know because I was very embarrassed. And so when she offered for me to come stay with her, I was very grateful. And then in the back of my head, I, I never expressed this to her. In the back of my head, I was like, oh, you know. The relationship that we we used to have, maybe we can have that again because at that point we talked, you know, every once in a while, but not all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, by me, by us being in close quarters, maybe our friendship will be on a a, a restorate a restorative path. Like maybe we'll you know go back not go back to exactly the same way we were because I don't think you will never be able to go back to the same way 
with any relationship friendship relationship because as you grow you find out that you become you're becoming more of a different person in a sense like because you you start to form more likes and you start to form more dislikes and we all grow so you're never going to be the same person and so friendships and relationships should never stay the same they should always grow so I wasn't hoping for the same exact friendship that we used to have Mm, excuse me but I was hoping for some kind of restorative friendship where we talked more because I have been missing that I've been missing um being able to talk to my friend all the time and confide in her all the time and not just confide in her when big things happen but just like being able to bounce my thoughts off on her that doesn't make sense without judgment so that was my assumption and that's why I titled today assumption of the assumption of friendships and so um I want to get into that deeper when we come back from a word for our sponsor Okay, so um, let's go ahead and define the word assumptions. And please excuse my voice today, y'all, because I my head's been hurting off and on, and then I'm um, with I think I have allergies. Well, I think I have like seasonal allergies. They get kind of bad sometimes, and I'm outside right now in front of the river because it's very relaxing to me. So. If you hear my voice sounding a little froggy, (laughs) that's why, okay? So, the definition of assumptions is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. So, you know, you've always heard the term, you know, um, you you make yourself a donkey, you know, when you assume. Like, what, what happens when you assume? I say that to my kids all the time. What happens when you assume? And I don't ever say the the curse word to them but i tell you make a donkey out of yourself so you know when you assume you make a donkey out of yourself you know because you don't you don't have any proof right so that's the definition of assumptions and then the definition of friendships is a relationship of a mutual affection between people a stronger form of interpersonal bond that than an, than an association so a stronger bond more than just an association so a friendship can have um benefits of a mutual trust and support um a friend a deep friendship when you're friends with someone you kind of know each other better than 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 they know themselves um as a as a good friend you take position in their in their best interest or a crisis like so if anything's going on in their lives um, you want what's best for them, and you're kind of like their—I don't know—they're kind of like their conscious in, in stressful situations where you can see the other side of things for them. Um, you tend to have the same common interests. Um, you tend to like the same music, same foods, like to do the same things, um, and you talk to each other, talk to each other, and spend quality time with each other um just like a a relationship so um that is what friendships and assumptions the definition as far as that though so so for in my case um my assumption was I was going to get my friend back I think that that was my I was going to get my friend back and what I had to realize that um I think too much time had passed for 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 restorative um experience to happen i'm trying to make trying to say this in the right words and i think that can be true in all really in all relationships sometimes time can go by for so long that you don't even know what to say and you don't know how to start it and as far as friendships it's like where do we start like where do you start and if if no one is trying or if you find yourself trying and the other person isn't trying as much it's like do you still try or do you not try like what do you do like how do you get back to where where you were 
you're when you're around each other, it doesn't feel like you don't know each other. And I think that's where I think that's where we are right now. That's where I am right now. I don't I don't know her. I don't I feel like I don't know her. I know her, but I don't know her. I don't know this new person of her. And that doesn't, and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that I don't know her. And doesn't mean that I don't want to know her. No, doesn't mean that. But I feel like I can't. I feel like there's no there's no room for me in that space. Does that, I hope that makes sense. When it feels like there's no room for you in that space. Because there's there's already enough people there to... To fill that space, and I feel like I, I have no, I have no, I no longer have a place in her space of her new life. Do you, does that make any sense to you? And maybe she may feel the same way as far as me. I mean, I don't have any other friends as far as that I talk to on a regular basis. But I think because our lives are going a different in a different direction, um, it just seems that. Um, we're more compatible as just loyal friends who are there for each other and who want to see the best for each other but that's it and that is what I'm I'm, that is what I'm attempting to accept that this is where the friendship ends and this is where it begins the friendship ends with no longer hanging out on a regular basis no longer talking to each other on a regular basis and where it begins is respecting each other, respecting our likes and our dislikes, and respecting our space that we are in right now, and respecting the fact that our friendship is only going to be a loyal friendship, a loyalty by default, by history friendship, where it is, I love you, I want the best for you, I love your kids, I love your family, um, if you need me, I'm here. I'm always going to be here for you for the rest of my life, but that's it. And that's okay. I think that's okay. And that and that's why um, I have to not make myself look like an ass. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it because I don't want to assume that just because I am living in your house, that that means that I am now invited back into your space that's friendship space that we used to have and that's not what it is and that's why the things about friendships that used to be can become assumptions so what are the assumptions the assumptions are one that mutual support in all areas of your life that there is a mutual support in all areas of your life people put friendships in certain places and that's I learned that from reading um, Dr. Darius Dr. Darius Daniels' book Relationship Intelligence that there are people you, you have friends that are put in certain boxes. You have your friend that you hang out with, you have your friend that you confide in, you have your friend who you can pray with, you have your friend that um that you have playdates with because your children are on the same age. And there's nothing and to me there's nothing wrong with that. And I think for a long time I thought that I had to have that one friend who was all of those things. You if you if you that makes any sense. Like I couldn't have like a friend who not to say that I don't I didn't ever have any friends like that, but I think that for me I I created my childhood best friend as my go-to number one friend and then all my other friends as my I wouldn't say backup friends but they I just I didn't talk to them that much like my childhood best friend had always been my ride or die my only friend like she was my friend she was my that was my friend that was my best friend I told her everything she knew everything I always wanted to hang out with her I always wanted to you know be around and you know and when we got older and we grew up and I still wanted to include her in my life. And when I realized that that's not what she no longer wanted, it would it hurt. It hurt, it hurt. And I was like, "Dang." <laughs> and it wasn't like that she didn't didn't no longer care for me as a friend. It was just more or less, you know, we had grown apart. And even though in my head I was thinking, "Okay, we're still in this space." she wasn't that space anymore and because I created her to be my one and all my all-in-one friend 
I was like, well, who am I going to talk to now? And it wasn't like I didn't have other people to talk to. But to be honest, I wasn't that trusting of them, of my emotions, of my of my deepest thoughts. Like I, I trusted them to a certain point of what I could give them. It Like when we were growing up and we were in school, um, we knew a lot about each other because we were very transparent, very vulnerable with each other. We were going through the same things as far as like boyfriends and, you know, schoolwork and, you know, just trying to find out who you are as a teenager and then you become adults and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I, I never really gave them the opportunity to show being trustworthy of my really deepest and inner innermost thoughts. And so, because I only gave that to one person, when that one person was no longer there, I was like, well, dang, home post talk to now. <laughs> so, that is the assumption that you're going to get mutual support in all areas from that one person for the rest of your life. And um, I was watching Insecure, um, not this past honey, but this time before last, and Molly and Issa's relationship was they stopped supporting each other when the friction between them started to to like build up and I think that's what happened with me like we we no longer wanted to be around each other once it felt like we weren't supporting each other in certain areas like if like in on the episode you know Molly now was wanting to be in this in this relationship and because she never gave herself the the chance to be in relationships and she was always like self self sabotaging her relationships her friend who was always there who saw it she was like oh you don't you don't really want to be in a relationship why because she said that because she felt like oh well I've always seen you do this so you can't possibly be serious and that's what sometimes our our friends who are very close to us they may sometimes put our flaws and our inadequacies against us. And sometimes, not, and not to hurt us, but it's like one of those things where, man, you don't never got yourself together. You ain't gonna never have yourself together. It's like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like they, they keep seeing a, a, um, a repetitive behavior out of you. And when you get to the point where you no longer want to do that anymore, they use that against you instead of supporting you, instead of saying, you know what? Well, maybe this time you will. And and in that instance on that show, instead of Issa saying, well, you know what, girl, maybe maybe you will, you know, be able to open up to this man and y'all can be in a relationship. She didn't do that. She just automatically assumed that this is going to be another instance where Molly did not um, open herself up to this guy for a relationship. And then, it, and then the same thing happened on the flip side. You know, Issa, she always was in a position where she always needed a bailout. She never saw things fully through. And here it is. Um, she had this opportunity to see things through for this block party. And she needed Molly to help her because she basically she needed Molly to help bail her out because something fell through. And Molly didn't want to be that person anymore. You know, she don't no longer want to be the person to always bail her out. And that rub east of the wrong way and I, and that's how it is in certain relationships when one person is always having to bail the other person out they get tired they get frustrated they go look i don't want to be that person for you anymore and you have to recognize that you can't you can't be mad at that person because they don't want to bail you out anymore you can't be mad at that person because that's all they see you as and because you've shown that's all you've ever done now is it right no it's not right but you have to 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 have an understanding of I know this is why you feel this way but I'm seriously trying to turn this my life around I'm so I'm seriously trying to make make um different moves and better moves for my life can you can you support me can you see me trying to do it and in that aspect so that is one of the that's one assumption is that there's always going to be mutual support in all areas and and so I think that when you don't get the support that you want in an area of your life that you're really trying to make an effort to change um, because you used to you you were once not so good in that area but now you're trying to be better I think when you don't get that support 
you should speak up about it. And this instance in this episode, they didn't speak up about it. They just kept their mouth shut and they gave each other the eye and that was it. And they didn't talk about it to each other. And I think that when you feel like your when you feel like your friend isn't supporting you, you should speak up about it. And I think that when you get to a point in your friendship where you don't feel comfortable with speaking up to them about what's going on, then that means that <laughs> there needs to be a, a reevaluation of as to why. Why don't why don't I feel comfortable with talking to them? Do I feel like they're not going to hear me? Do I feel like um, it's pointless? Um, do I feel like it's going to be a confrontation instead of an actual uh, conversation? So um, that is something to really think about when it comes to um, showing mutual res- support for each other. The other assumption is they will know what you're thinking about and you don't have to communicate it. That's a big assumption in friendships because it's, especially when you've hung around someone for a long time or you've known them for a long time and you just automatically assume that they know what's going on with you and you don't have to say anything. Sometimes that happens, you know, you could, you know, if you have a personality where you're always upbeat and, you know, very, um, vocal and just very, you have this very extrovert personality and you know your friend comes around you and you're very you know reserved and you're not saying anything you seem kind of sad you seem kind of different and they say hey girl what's going on or hey bro what's what's up um you can't that in that instance yeah but sometimes people have lives and they may not they may have so much going on their on their own life that even being around you at dinner or or I don't know, wherever you are together, they may not really be focused on focused in on what's going on with you because they have other things going on in their lives. And then you automatically assume, oh, they don't care about me. Or how can they not see that something's wrong with me? You have to speak up. Like I was just saying before, you have to speak up. You can't you can't assume that someone knows what you're thinking. You can't assume that someone knows when um they hurt you because sometimes we don't know that we hurt each other. Sometimes we we can have such a close friendship that we don't even know that when when we're being crashed to one another. We don't even we don't know when um, we may have offended um, each other, and that's also what happened in that that episode last week. Um, they did not speak up. They didn't communicate, and neither one of them would say anything about the fact that they were hurt when you're hurt you should speak up if I don't tell you what you said hurt me then how will you know if you don't tell me what you said hurt me then how how will I know we can't we can't go based off body language um and also the thing that I think also if you like you if you grew up as far as like childhood friends or you're like you know and you're all ranch all the time or even as adult friends and there may have they there may start to be a shift in your life where you start to change as far as like your personality changes a little bit or your maturity level changes a little bit and you start to change and some one thing that used to be funny to you can now no longer be funny and that may cause an offense if that person is now cracking a joke on something and it's no longer it's no longer funny anymore like haha like if you used to always be the brunt of all the jokes and now you're no longer wanting to be the brunt of the jokes and you don't speak up about it say hey like you know what you're saying to me is hurting me so you have to you have to speak up you have to communicate you can't rely on the history of the friendship or um how long you've been friends um to just mask up your feelings you can't like oh well you know they're just gonna be my friend or they're just gonna do this you have to sit down and have a a conversation to say hey i'm hurting hey i i said something and you didn't hear what i said or you said something and it hurt me and we, we just we just can't rely on 
the the um, body language cues. I know I wrote this down. I said I wrote this down on my notes, and I, and I wrote, um, "You can't rely we we can't rely on body language or changing our behavior to send a bat signal in the sky to say, hey, I'm hurting." <laughs> So you can't you can't assume right that your body language um, and your your different way of acting today is supposed to send some kind of bat signal in the air for only your only your friend to see to say hey I'm hurting I need you to come and and talk to me this is not you know this is not a laughing matter but when we don't say anything we just assume oh well you know whatever she doesn't hear me and then what happens we'll go and talk to someone else about it instead of talking to each other about it so in my case i've had had i've had a conversation with my friend we have talked about it um the i've had i've had the conversation that says what's gonna happen when i move out are we gonna be friends because the truth of the matter is that we weren't talking that much before i moved in and are we gonna talk when i leave and the and the truth is we probably won't (laughs) and i'm okay with it and it doesn't mean that I don't like her. It doesn't mean that I don't love her. It doesn't mean that she doesn't like me. It doesn't mean that she doesn't love me. It just means that we are we are in two different spaces in our lives. And I'm okay. I'm okay with our conversations being, hey, how are you doing? How are the kids? How is your family? Anything new going on? Okay, I'm okay with, hey, let me grab a bite to eat to catch up. I'm okay. I'm okay with not being the ride or die. Let's go hang out girlfriend anymore. I'm the ride or die. If anything goes on wrong in your life, I'm there. I'm the, I'll be there if for any celebratory events, anything bad that's going on in your life, I'm there. I am there, but I'm okay with not being, you know, the friend who you go and party with. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Why? Because I can't make something happen that's not wanting to happen, if that makes any sense. I can't make somebody want to hang out with me. I can't make somebody want to um, confide in me if that's not where they are. If they don't see me as, as trusting of something, then I can't make that happen. And I have to realize that there, there, there was something that I have said that made that made her um not want to to be that person in my life anymore and that's okay and there may have something there may have been something that she has said in um in our lives or in our conversations that that she's now not that person anymore um and that's okay and i think that we we have to come to terms with that friend some friendships don't don't bounce back and it doesn't mean that either one of you are bad people. It just means that you're just in two different spaces in your lives now and you've grown apart and it's okay. It's just like if you have, if you had a college friend and y'all hung out all the time and now y'all don't, it doesn't mean that y'all don't like each other. It just means that life happens and you're in different spaces and it's okay. And there's always going to be love for one another, um, for each other. It's just not going to be the same. Excuse me, and I and that thing that is the biggest assumption of friendships that things are supposed to stay the same. That's the biggest assumptions of of life. Period, and and all relationships that things are supposed to stay the same, no matter how long that you go go away from each other, and when you come back, things are the same. I, you may have heard this all the time. People say, "Oh, you know, we were we've been friends forever, and you know, you uh, don't talk to each other for like maybe five years." Not because you know anything bad happened. You just you just haven't talked to each other for five years, and then you come back to each other for some reason, maybe at a wedding or at a funeral or something, some kind of event, and you're also talking to each other like like y'all never like it like five years or ten years hadn't passed, and that's all fun for that one little conversation. But that's not all the time. You know, you may come back to, together for that event, but then what happens when that event is over? Do y'all go back talking talking to each other all the time? No. 
It's just that because y'all have so much respect and so much love for each other that when you do come back together after those five or ten years, yes, you're gonna talk like 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 y'all never left or you're never um that five years hadn't passed because you are you are genuine true friends at the heart at the heart of everything you are genuine genuinely true friends excuse my blabber and i think that is okay (laughs) it is okay i wrote some things down that um dr darius daniel says he said that communication starts with two people willing to understand not just talk so if you come to a point in your friendship where you're you've allowed your assumptions to make you look like a donkey (laughs) then you have to sit down and say okay why why am i wanting this so badly and then two um what can i do to make the situation better and also three let me sit down and have this conversation if you haven't had the conversation sit down and have the conversation um as to what happened why it happened and what is going to happen what's going to happen now and Dr. Darius Daniels also said that in his in his communication, um, uh, it was a communication seminar I watched, and he was talking about how when you come to sit down and talk to each other about a certain matter, you have to have the person who initiates the conversation has to already have in their head what what they want to come out of it. So if you just want to talk just to get your point across, then what's going to come out of that? But if you want to sit down and talk for each other, for for the both of y'all to have an understanding, for you both to walk away understanding each other's perspective and why each other that way or why you all both acted that way, then that's a better common ground than to just um, sit down and talk, talk to someone just to get your point across, just to show them why they did something wrong. I think if you're if you really 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 respect that person and you and you are really really um their friend then you will sit down to talk to them for understanding not to sit down and talk to them just to get your point across and so I've had that conversation with my friend a couple months ago and we talked about things and we we got understanding and I cry because I'm just an emotional person (laughs) I cry all the time and um and just because you come to a realization that we're not we're not going to be the same way anymore. It's not going to be the same way. And I think that for so long I tried to I tried to force myself into her life in a way that I wasn't really comfortable. I was I would hang out with her at certain things that I I really wasn't comfortable being in those in those spaces because that just that's not my life anymore. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with her. And it just means that that's just not me anymore. And it doesn't make me better than her. And it doesn't make her better than me. It's just that's not how I like to have fun anymore. That's just, I'm just, I'm uncomfortable in that. Now, I like to dance. Like, I like to dance. I love music. But it's just certain spaces. I'm just not comfortable in those spaces anymore. And, <clears throat> and I had to realize that why am I, why am I trying to make myself be a part of that part of her life. That's not my life anymore. That's not where I want to be. And I think I was I was trying to um, become a chameleon just so I can fit in, just so I can um, try to have a a closer friendship with her, and not realizing that the friendship that I have with her is okay. She is a godmother to my children. She is forever gonna be my best friend. Um, my childhood best friend and um, and that's okay and I pray that God will put me in a situation where I will have um, a new best friend a new best friend in a way or a new friend in a way where it pushes me into my purpose like a, a godly friendship where um, I can have somebody to talk to um, and that I can feel I can be in a situation where the friendship is desired and not tolerated. And, and I think that's what that's what that is. And and I'm okay with that. God is <laughs> God is my number one friend. <laughs> he is my number one friend. And I think I talked about these and other I wrote down some other ones. It was 
Number three, um, the assumption that that person will always bail you out. I, th- I talked about that already. And then the number four was that that person will always want to spend time with you. You know, um, I talked about that as well. That people are not going to always want to spend time with you. <laughs> You're not their only friend. I had to. I had to realize that I was no longer her only friend, and I was never her only friend before. But in my head, I felt like I thought that I was her number one, just like she was my number one, and that wasn't the case anymore. Time had passed. Things had happened in our lives. Things had been said between us that that pushed me out of that position. I'm not, and I'm not saying that I ever was there. I'm just, that's what it felt like. And so she had another new best friend and she had other friends and, and she had someone now who she can confide in and she can, and who had that trust space with her, who she can feel safe with. And because I no longer was that person, um, I had to realize that that was okay. As long as she had that person who made her safe, that was okay. And I think that that is when you really find yourself growing and maturing when you say that it doesn't have to be me. You know, it doesn't have to be me. As long as you have a friend who you trust and who is your safe place, that's all that matters. Because in the end, if that if you really love that person as your friend, you really want the best for them. And if the best for them is someone else as their number one friend, their their space, their trust space, then then that's their then that's the best for them. And that's just like any any any, any relationship. Even when like you're in a, a romantic relationship and you come to a point where you know this isn't working anymore and I really want the best for you. And if I'm not the best for you, then I'm loving you enough to let you go and be who with be with the person who is the best person for you. And that's how it is in friendships. We cannot assume that we are our friends all in all. We have to love them enough to let them go and be who they feel more comfortable being with as friends. And that's what I had to do. I had to let I had to let her go in my head and in my heart be with the friends who she feels who she feels most comfortable with as friends. Is it sad? Yes. Why? Because um I wanted that to be me. I'm sorry. I was trying not to cry. <laughs> I wanted that to be me. And I can't fault her for that, you know? But, and all in all, we, can, we can't make donkeys out of ourselves and assume that our friendships are going to stay the same forever. There are some friendships that seem that way, that our friend, their friendships, they're, they're forever. They don't. I mean, I've seen it with my grandmother. She has two best friends. And they haven't, they haven't stayed the same. There are some things that have stayed the same as far as like they communicate all the time. But as people grow older, there are, their behaviors change. And sometimes people don't accept them right away. And so um, this, the same excitement that you may feel when that person calls, you may not feel that way sometimes all the time. Like, I don't want to talk to them right now. <laughs> That's how my grandma is. She's like, I don't want to talk to her right now until I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's not because she doesn't love her. And it's not because she, that she doesn't want to be her friend no more. It's just that she's in it right right now in her life. She's in a different space where she doesn't want to have this those conversations anymore. You know, I think some friendships grow. You used to have that friendship where y'all gossip all the time. And then you grow to a point where... You don't you don't like to entertain gossip anymore, and so when that, when you have that one friend who always calls the gossip, you may not want to talk to them because you know that's what they're going to be talking about. And it doesn't mean that you don't love them, and it doesn't mean you don't value their friendship. It's just that's you're just not in that space anymore, and that is okay. I think that when when we come to a place where we accept each other's differences, it is okay. I have two other friends that I talk to every once in a while 
that have been my childhood friends and um they do things that i don't do and i do things that they don't do and it's okay because we still love each other we're still there for each other no matter what we still um hang out when our friend when we when we have the ability to we still have love for each other as far as family because we have a history there's loyalty there and there was true friendship there there's true friendship there because those friendships have lasted um for years um shoot my childhood best friend we've been friends since the third grade and then my other two friends um childhood friends um we've been friends since middle school like seventh grade so seventh eighth grade so there's history there there is history there there's loyalty there and i love them to life i really do they will always be a part of my lives in some capacity. And I have other friends that I have that I have met along the way that I still love and I still talk to every once in a while. And um, I want the best for everyone. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I hope that was clear. My <laughs> See, my one of my good best friends, one of my good friends, she called me <laughs> the other week and she was like, girl, you be talking too fast. <laughs> she listened to one of my podcasts and she said, she said you talk too fast. So... I tried to slow down as much as I could today. I just get, sometimes I get so passionate about what I want to say that I, um, that I just get so caught up and I just start talking really fast. So, excuse me. Oh my goodness. So finally, what I want to say is that we also have to not confuse, um, our friendship with Jesus with our earthly friendship our friends are not Jesus um your friends are not Jesus my friend is not Jesus we can't assume that our friends are going to be all-knowing that they're going to be our provider they're going to be our lawyer they're going to be there for us at all times because they because they're not it's not humanly possible for them to be there for us all the time it's not humanly possible for them to know everything about us it's not humanly possible for them to to uh, bail us out all the time provide for us when we need something from them whether it be a shoulder to cry on or so an ear to vent to um it's, it's not possible because god didn't create humans to do that for one person at, at all times that is what he's for our god he's our father jesus our savior holy spirit our god that three in one entity unit is what that is for to be there all the time to provide for us to be our friend at all times and we can't confuse our our earthly friends with our heavenly friend with which is jesus so there is not going to be another friend like jesus and and that is who i have been relying on for 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 my my whole life since i've known about who Jesus is, who God my Father is, who the Holy Spirit is. And throughout my entire life, I've, as I have grown and matured and gone through so many lessons, I've learned that when, even when I don't have a physical friend to lean on, I know I can always lean on Jesus. And so if you are in that space today where you feel like you don't have a friend, when you're like, you know, it's here, well, at least you have somebody to talk to, I don't have nobody to talk to. Remember, you can always talk to Jesus. You can always talk to God, our Father. You can always ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on what to say, what to do through your life, how to wait patiently for things. We are going through a very rough time right now in our in our um, world with the virus and the quarantine time and not knowing what's going to happen from one day to another day. And no matter what, we should always be leaning and depending on Jesus at all times and so i leave that with you today no matter what trust god no matter what trust god in all things he is your number one he's your he's your number one he's my number one he is my ride or die because how how do i know because he sent his son jesus to die for my sins he sent his son jesus to to save me from myself he sent his son jesus to save us before we were even born because we were we were going to be born into a world of sin into a world of mistakes and being a christian is is you don't when you say yes to god it's not a one-time thing you have to wake up every day saying yes to god because we are humans 
we are, we are not God. Our our sole purpose is to show people who God is, show the love of God to other people, and to live like Christ. And that's loving one another, loving other people, loving ourselves, giving of ourselves, serving other people, putting putting God in our lives to control everything a part of our lives and letting him do it all and take the wheel and just be our everything. So thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope that whatever I said today was um, new or old or confirming or a blessing. Um, I thank you. This is episode number 19. I, um, I ask that you will continue to pray for me as I will continue to pray for you. <laughs> I know that was churchy, but that's serious. We all need to be praying for each other. Um, but thank you so much for your support. Please let um, share this, um, subscribe. Um, I am on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. I am on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram at Talk It Up with Tierra, Tierra Monique. I am. You can email me at Talk It Up with Tierra Monique at gmail.com dot com <laughs> dot com dot com <laughs> i'm being silly now and um again i appreciate your support um i um i welcome any suggestions any um, constructive criticism anything 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 um as i'm growing i want you to be able to um grow with me let's do this together remember to put god first in all you do seek him in all in all things um, love each other, love yourself, and um, continue to, to choose to live every day, no matter what happens. Continue to choose to trust God, no matter what happens. Continue to want to, to do better for yourselves and be your best self every day, no matter what. Okay? Okay. I love you and smooches. <laughs>